Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. I've been thinking a lot about uh, this podcast and um, getting back a little bit into some of the interviews and conversations that um, I initially was doing. Um, If you've been listening to me for a long time, there are... um, a lot of episodes from the past uh, where I got to talk to artists and musicians and stuff like that. And I've been thinking about um, the next thing to do would be to share my own story a little bit further. Um, So the next post I'm going to do is going to be on my childhood being raised in um, uh, in a Jehovah's Witness household and how that kind of religious um upbringing uh, affected me um and i was i come from a home of zealotry um so a very conservative and um orthodox style of christianity and uh so that's what's going to be coming up next i'm going to be sharing a little bit more on that and sort of really tuning into how to um share more stories with you Uh, but starting with my own um, and why I feel called at all to share um, input and my own experience and uh, why I'm a practitioner and and all of that. So that's coming up. But today we're going to talk about Virgo season. And, um, you know, it's been a bit of a rough year so far in terms of this has been a very personal year. A lot of, um, it's a seven year in numerology. There's a lot of, you know, inner truth that we're honing, personal truths that we're honing. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. We, we had our Mars retrograde, get then Venus retrograde. Now we're going into another Mercury retrograde. And of course, Mercury retrograde happens about three times um, a year. It's it's a totally normal thing. But years when Mars and Venus also are retrograding tend to be extremely personal years. They tend to be years where we're, um, where all of the retrogrades seem to be more powerful in their effect over our uh, our personal lives because we have these very deep personal retrogrades going on during the year two. So on a whole, you know, all the planets are retrograding like half the year, you know, um, in terms of like Uranus and Pluto and um, Neptune and Chiron, and that's just normal. And because those are so far away, we're not necessarily feeling that energy is as fraught as we are like when the moon changes and there's a full moon and we just feel that so deep in our own energy bodies it's so close to us so we feel these um, symbolic shifts and these this energy shift that's going on and and so this has been a year where we've definitely felt these energy shifts going on and um, Venus retrograde is tough in a year when finances and stuff like that are already tough you know uh, post kind of COVID realities or Um, I don't even want to say post-COVID. I want to say post the way that the world managed um, COVID. You know, uh, we've just really had to learn a lot of hard truths. Um, Wealth disparity is so 
it's so big, you know, um, the, the, the void between the haves and the have nots. It's, it's a wide void. And I think it's really easy to be in an illusion around, uh, what other people have and don't have in, in respects to ourselves too. And, um, I think on a whole, everybody is in a place of probably not being receiving their value and worth in terms of monetary value. Um, probably not able to meet all of their needs in terms of having all the resources accessible to them right now that would help them to cherish themselves. Um, but, um, you know, we're staying focused at this time on where we, what we have control over and the um, resources that are able to come in in infinite ways, which are through spirit. You know, we don't ever have to worry that um, sort of the infinite benevolence of the universe is going to stop becoming available to us or that that isn't something that we can't tap, uh, tap into, you know? And so this month, especially like some of the themes around our faith are really being tested because a lot of us tend to focus on having faith when times are good, when things are going good, then we have faith and the faith wanes when we that we in our own selves and in our internal compass and um, our purpose in the world in a greater idea of the universe or whatever it is that faith really wanes when it's not out pictured and so coming to terms with that faith is something that we have whether it's out pictured or not and how do we really reach for that especially at times when it's not out pictured um, that's really something to tune into and really on the agenda this month. Okay, friends, so let's just get right into it. Um, if I can find my notes here, here they are. So Virgo season, this is a time to purify the body, the behaviors, and the mind. And, um, you know, some of the things I might say to you today are going to feel probably like a little bit of a smack on the bottom. <laughs> um, yeah, probably, you know, uh, Virgo is really about those down home truths and that sort of constructive criticism and responsibility that we need to hear. And, you know, I got Venus and Virgo in the eighth house. So how I give and receive love is very, uh, Virgo way. I'm going to give you that practical truth and honesty, and uh, I'm going to hold myself to that um, standard as well. And so, you know, each energy season, it touches us in a unique area of our lives, and we've all got Virgo somewhere in our personal astrology. And why I do these evolutionary style soul astrology reports the way that I do. They are horoscopes, but they're much more accurate than horoscopes that you're going to read because when you read a horoscope that's just based on your sun sign or your moon sign, you're not really getting the full picture of what's going on in the collective. So what I do is I tell you what's going on in the collective and then 
you know, you're going to have to dig a little deeper to see where that's going to be affecting you in your life or work with someone else. Um, I also offer my um, three-month astrology forecasts. They're recorded forecasts where I look at your birth chart and kind of help you to decipher what things are going to be coming up. And those are available um, on my website under astrology forecasting. Um, so that might be something that helps you, but um, or, or a soul astrology one-on-one session. But what you're going to do is you're going to, if you know your chart, you're going to, or have any sense of uh, understanding of the houses and the planets and the signs, um, you're going to look for where Virgo is in your birth chart. You're going to look to what planets, houses are going to be ignited by the upcoming season. Um, and then what's transiting around, you know, as we hit some of these points, the full moon in Pisces. Okay, well, where's Pisces fall in your chart? Uh, where did Leo fall in your chart for the Venus retrograde, you know? And since we have um, Mercury retrograde coming up too, the Virgo house is going to be a lot of um, very interesting things coming up around health hygiene service like your practical self-care and um it's very important it's very 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 important i can't even really tell you how important this these fucking themes are okay these themes are the themes that more than anything um people are always telling me you know in sessions and stuff clients say you know, I've done all this work. I've already done all this work. And there's <laughs> there's uh, often this disconnect between the practical daily application of what the work is, in quotation marks, and um, reaching some success in seeing your patterns breaking up you know, or not continuing to relive these patterns. If you continue to see dysfunctional patterns manifesting through relationships, through behaviors, blah, 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 you haven't done the work. The work's not done. And that's not in any way to say that you haven't been doing your work. It's just to say that whatever needed to be uncovered about that pattern that hasn't been done yet. And that's okay. That's okay. Absolutely. It takes a long time to really become discerning to our patterns and our dysfunctions and to really understand the subtle things that drive us. Um, it's through no fault of your own that you may not have uh, healed a certain pattern or understand it fully. But don't fall into a victim mindset of, I did the work already. And so I should be seeing all these results that I'm not seeing. You know, that's not the mindset to, to have around your own wellness. You know, you are a masterpiece. You're your life's purpose. You, just you. And you get your whole life to figure things out. And it's absolutely okay to be frustrated that there are things that you can't figure out. But I don't want you to ever think that it, is going to work for you to imagine that you did everything you needed to do. I can tell you, you probably didn't <laughs> if you haven't seen the results you want to see. And speaking to Virgo, some of the results you want to see are going to come from sacrificing 
and surrender in very, very practical ways. You know, um, like, and we're going to talk about this further, but let's say you have terrible anxiety and your emotional fluctuations are really intense, but you haven't given up alcohol or caffeine or sugar or processed foods. You're still participating in part of the problem. There's never going to be some um, spiritual event you're going to go to or some healer that's going to fix these issues or help you to work through these issues if you don't become um, committed to what you also have to let go of. If you don't listen to your, the messages and follow through on that and create the clarity for yourself and make those sacrifices, then the healing that you want to experience isn't going to come. Right. And, and this isn't just about substances, too. It's about relationships and stuff like that. Like if you're not willing to let go of somebody or a situation and really move forward in a different direction, then you'll continue to see these patterns. And so what Virgo season does is it goes, it's me, me, I'm the problem. It's me. I don't know. I don't even know if those are the fucking lyrics, but it's like, yeah, it's you, you know, it's you, big shrug. Okay. And you know what is so great about it being you that's the fucking problem? Because you got control over you, babes. You got control over you. You can do something about you. Okay? So it's an empowering place to be at, too. And Virgo really helps us to really tune into how practical that is. We analyze what the fuck are my issues? What am I going to do about them? And then we roll up our sleeves and we get to work and we and we get in our practice step by step. And that's an empowering thing. That's an empowering place to be at. So Leo season, you know, as I said, it, it featured Venus retrograde pretty heavily in Leo. And um, our focus has been on that compelling nature of action and how, you know, we want to will our way through life and push our way through life. And sometimes that really works for us. And this time it probably wasn't working for us. We couldn't just will our way through life. It wasn't the answer this time. And it's not always the answer. So, you know, learning how to be receptive and that receptivity sometimes requires a lot of faith, a lot of surrender and a lot of sacrifice. We might've had a lot of drama and crisis coming up. Um, and it, probably was also exacerbated at times by our own personal behaviors or negative belief systems. And so things were tenuous, you know, things were tenuous as we are trying our best. Believe me, I know we are trying our best to open our hearts up and to um, get ourselves in a position where we can feel joy and happiness in our bodies and creativity and that it's fluid and natural feeling. And uh, sometimes it doesn't feel easy at all. It feels really tight. And especially around our, our resources like money, it's felt very tight. And now we're going to move into Virgo season, which is going to bring themes of service, health, hygiene, and our intellect into the forefront. And this season is 100% marked by the Mercury retrograde. It's all about the mind um, and really 
putting our mind to work in healthy ways. This is a time to get organized. It's a time to commit to learning new, more holistic ways of living, to purify the body and behaviors, and most importantly, purify the mind so that we can be living manifestations of our higher purpose. And it's a time to really focus on the step we're on, not the bigger picture maybe even. Yes, of course, we want to keep that vision within, right? We want to hold that vision of what the bigger picture is to us. But this is a time to focus on the step we're in, not where we want to be, you know, um, in the future. We need to step and look in with discernment at where we are. So, you know, one thing I want to mention too about finances, um, I am somebody and eighth house is all about other people's money. And, uh, and, you know, it's a mystic house. It's a house of death and rebirth. And when I was in my 20s, um, I made a lot of money. I worked in film and television. I was a production designer and an art director. And um, I made a lot of money and I wasted a lot of money. And one thing I had failed to do was to, in any way, manage money correctly. And there, there's plenty of reasons why this happened. Um, and I'll, I'll really talk about them when I talk about being raised a Jehovah's Witness. My upbringing had a lot to do with how dumb I really was about money. But one thing that I learned um, with my Venus in Virgo is that um, keeping a budget and being willing to look at your finances regularly is a form of self-care. And it, it is for me anyway. And I think if you have a lot of financial issues... Um, learning how to be show up for your finances in an organized and deliberate manner is a form of self-care. So I hadn't filed my taxes when I was in my 20s for many years and um, the IRS levied my bank accounts and one day I woke up and I was on location shooting. I wasn't even anywhere near my home and none of my credit cards worked and there was no money in my bank accounts and it had all been garnered by the uh, government, and it took me probably three or four years to do all those taxes step by step, work it all out, work with an accountant. Now I do my taxes every year by myself, uh, but I keep on top of those things, and um, it really taught me to use like my approach to finances as a form of self-care to just be in awareness and discernment of it. And um, so that's just a little side note. It's not really part of the energy report today, but I just want to note that if you're having all of the, don't, don't push it away into the background and make it the shadowy thing. You know, money is a form of exchange. Um, be uh, willing to exchange money with others, you know, with an open heart. Don't see it as a form of punishment when you have to pay for things. Um, that, I think, is is something where generosity comes in. You know, if you're tight around money and your ideas are tight around it, that's a, that's a form of how the energy is, is manifesting. And that doesn't mean, you know, that we're not frugal or discerning. You know, sometimes we can't afford certain things. But that tightness you feel or the jealousy you might feel to others who are um, 
who are working in terms of their own value and worth when it comes to money, um, jealousy and criticism that might be coming up, you know, that's shadow work for you to really work on. And, and so I think Virgo season also with Mercury and Virgo and along with this Venus retrograde that we've just, that we're about to come out of, um, they go hand in hand that, um, you know, paying attention to your finances and using your using a budget as a form of self-care tuning into it once a month or once a week whatever it is um can be a part of your spiritual practice especially if it's an area that feels extremely painful for you um and and i grew up thinking armageddon was going to come any fucking day you know i I wasn't going to go to college i wasn't going to have a secular life or career Um, I really wasn't paying attention to money at all because if Armageddon's coming any day, what do I need to focus on any of these secular things for? And I had to learn to really get my shit together, you know, Um, and I did. And I know it's possible and I know that you can too without any benefit of help from anybody else as well. Um, So that's just my little uh, my little financial uh, pep talk here. So, yeah, we're getting organized. We're committing to learning new, more holistic ways of living and purifying the body and serving the body and, uh, you know, focusing on the step that we're on. Um, so on 8-23, August 23, I can't believe it's almost September already. And uh, what a wild year it's been in, just in terms of the weather. You know, it's like every day that I've wanted to go outside it's been it's probably torrentially downpoured here um like I want to say like four days every week and um you know what's the what's the uh alternative alternative is drought which a lot of places are experiencing drought or flooding it's 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 very concerning. It's very intense what we're seeing. And just remembering that that kind of intensity is playing in the background, you know, that there are real repercussions going on to our human behaviors. And we might not always be paying attention to that, but it is part of what's happening to our nervous systems um, in our peripheral, you know, and so really making a point to slow down and tune into the nervous system and what's going on and and uh and really focusing on that um self-care that you know we what we ultimately want is for people to see the earth and our communities in a vision of care right we want to see we want to see our whole everybody joining together in this vision of care for earth, for our fellow man. And that vision of care is directly linked to the vision of care you have for yourself. And so when you take care of yourself, it's a radical step towards um, manifesting the type of energy and world that we really want. Because what we really want is for everybody to have this personal connection to care. And so 
we're doing what we can do, which is to break down any barriers to care within and then become that physical, emotional, mental example of what that looks like outpictured into the world. And it has an effect on people around us. So on, on the 23rd of uh, August, we've got the sun entering Virgo and we've got Mercury and Virgo turning retrograde on the same day. So around this date, you know, some of the practical advice I give on this is back up your computers, back up your phone, you know, be aware that like it's easier to drop your phone during this time. Attention is depleted. So it's really, we really have to pay attention. We have to really pay our energy into that space um, because accidents happen through distraction. This is a time when it's easy to be in a daydream internal space and that's when accidents happen. So you want to be more conscious, more attentive during Mercury and Virgo retrograde so that you avoid accidents as much as you can. Um, Virgo energy, very different from Leo energy. So we're going to feel a seasonal adjustment around this date. And around this date, anytime Mercury is going to turn retrograde, it's going to be a bit cantankerous if you ask me, especially with the Virgo vibes, because the Virgo, uh, <laughs> the Virgo vibes can sometimes be quite cantankerous. Virgo season on a whole is about seeing yourself clearly with honesty and with constructive criticism sometimes. Um, and, and that's the important part of that is the first word, constructive criticism. Okay. So we're not throwing away encouragement towards ourselves. We're not using this as an opportunity to be abusive to self. We are looking at ourself with a discerning eye and going, you know what? I could really make this adjustment. And this is an adjustment that I need to, that I need to pay attention to. It's not a time to go, oh, you're no good at this and you really suck at that. That's not in any way what a constructive criticism would look like. So um, it's not a, it's not giving ourselves permission to be shitty towards ourselves. It's, it's really saying, hey, some of the stuff that we're doing, we need to take a, cl a closer look at and we need to be a little bit more responsible too. So Let's, you know, do that with an open mind and an open heart and a willingness instead of a defensiveness. Um, and it's also about working on ourselves in a practical way, Virgo season is. You've got unique talents. Everybody does. Um, you have a purpose um, and something that even if it's the smallest little detail of human life, but there's something about you that is necessary to the human machine. You know, that you're a necessary cog in the human machine. There's something that is valuable about the way you see life or the things you say or the art you make or the way that you think. Something in there, it helps us in the whole. And that something doesn't need to be anything you ever become famous or rich for. Um, it's just something that is unique and vital about you that supports the human machine. But you're never going to live with fulfillment in that purpose and those gifts and those talents unless you polish your tools properly. And so 
this Virgo season is all about how we take care of the the tool that is us, the human body, the vehicle, the um, the mind, the practicality of being a human. How does your life serve yourself and your community? Or do you serve another master like money, validation, or fleeting desires? The latter is going to leave you with nothing but regrets. The former is going to leave you feeling like a valuable and worthy participant in this wondrous creation that is life. Virgo season is a great time to start a loving fitness regime that's based on feeling good in your body, not results. It's a great time to eat more consciously, to consume more whole foods and to become more aware about our practice of eating and also drinking water. This is a great time to work on our meditation practice and how we quiet the mind or pay attention to the mind and the thoughts. It's a great time to clean and organize your home and your spaces. This is an absolutely imperative time to let go of substances that take you out of yourself um, and create false instant gratification pleasures over real joy like caffeine, alcohol, sugar, marijuana, things like that. And this is a great time to respect yourself and others will follow that lead. So this season is marked by Mercury retrograde. That's the theme of this Virgo season. It's happening on the same day in the same sign. Um, and Mercury retrograde, it gets a bad rap, obviously, you know, uh, because it's shit, shit does happen during Mercury retrograde. Um, but it's not a disruptive time because of anything Mercury retrograde is uh, doing it's disruptive because because humans are disruptive so because we refuse to slow down and listen to the natural elements of life and we want to force a square peg into a round hole energy wise um, we're constantly pushing against the current and this is what causes disruptions so when we don't listen to the energy themes that are available to us. Mercury retrograde says, slow the fuck down. Pay attention. Focus on the step you're in. If you don't want to do that, you want to keep forcing and pushing ahead and in a state of distraction and denial, then things are sometimes going to come to a screeching halt. And it's not Mercury retrograde, it's because you're not listening. So this is an important time to listen to the rhythm on offer and um, really live in accordance with that. Um, make that commitment to slow down. Make that commitment to pay greater attention to the words that are being formed in your mind, in your thoughts, and in what you say to other people. How do you use language externally and internally? This is really important in terms of our belief system, our sense of value and love. Um, it's everything. So what exactly are you believing in and participating? The theme of this time is about becoming conscious, being present and precise in our thoughts and ideas to to know and participate in what we're doing not just be dragged along by the mind where the mind is the master no we want to be in charge and um we're getting to the bottom of that um 
how do you participate in the situations and, and behaviors you're currently meeting? What's your part in it? You know, how do your internal beliefs, your childhood, your societal conditioning all influence you and that? And what's necessary for you to be able to take responsibility for yourself and make some shifts away from disruption? What do you got to do? You know, these are all the questions that we need to be asking ourselves. If you want to get out of dysfunctional patterns and emotional roller coasters, again, um, it's going to feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but you're going to need to harness self-discipline, sacrifice, and radical accountability. Listen, I don't think that I know, I don't, I, I, all I know is myself, right? And I know that I was a suicidal drug addict <laughs> and I actively tried to kill myself multiple times. The level of my own mental illness was intense and um, unmanageable when I was younger. Really unmanageable. I really did swing from the lowest lows and the highest highs. I know 100% why we use substances to treat the symptoms of our mental dysfunction and our emotional dysfunction. I 100% get it. And um, I think depending on where you are in life, if you are at that point where you are in a suicidal state, I'm never going to tell you don't smoke weed, don't do psychedelics, don't do anything. And ultimately, it's none of my fucking business anyway. I'm not here to judge anybody for the choices that they're making. But what I know about myself today is that um, everything that I want to manage in life uh, in terms of my mental awareness, my emotional awareness is done um, in a clear way when I don't smoke weed, drink alcohol, drink caffeine, uh, take in um, unnatural sugars. So, you know, sugars that aren't adding a little maple syrup or not whole food sugars, you know, or like some uh, honey or something like that and processed foods. When I focus really on a more of a purified version of um, what I take into my body, I feel calm. I feel a state of calm. And I know that it's so easy to make so many kinds of excuses around why we need certain things to manage our anxieties and um and I'm not here to say pull the rug out from underneath yourself, you know, a hundred percent. If you feel called to there being something in what I'm saying, then you should work with someone who knows what they're doing to help you manage that. Um, because everybody's different and where everybody's at is different, but Nothing outside of yourself is the answer. I can have just as psychedelic experience with nothing as I've had on acid and mushrooms. Um, and I know it's not, it, it can be a way to access and it's just not the only way to access. 
Um, and sometimes the symptoms of those things are more damaging than those things are. You know, the way that it affects the physical body, the toxicity. Um, the body, if it's, if it's not naturally occurring in the body, the body, like, it's not going to function on it well for long term, for long term. And that's why so many of us, if you're feeling extra tired and fatigued and you just can't get out of it, you got to quit alcohol, alcohol and caffeine. Literally the way to heal adrenal fatigue and especially if you've been in intense, stressful situations, you got to let that stuff go. And I'm not talking about like for a couple weeks, I mean like indefinitely so that your body can take the six months to a year that it needs to heal kidneys and the liver and the adrenals um so these are important facets and again i you know i said earlier you're gonna feel like i'm coming down hard if some of these things are gonna feel like hard truths to hear and believe me they're they are things that i contend with myself you know i used to really love my one morning coffee ritual and um by love though i love going to sleep at a decent time, waking up with the sun, being chilled out, not feeling like physically anxious, not having my emotions exacerbated much more than I enjoy that one ritual. Um, and now I have a different ritual. You know, I choose a different caffeine-free beverage in the morning and you make adjustments. And after a while, a couple months go by, you don't really miss it anymore. And you become really joyful at the shifts that it makes in you. So this season is about being clear about some of the ways that we're maybe in denial about our habits and really do something about it. And again, this is a former party girl you're talking to, you're, you're hearing about, you're hearing from, you know, I, uh, I've done every kind of substance and been every kind of addict I literally did them all from meth to heroin to whatever it was and um, the actual healing that takes place uh, is it comes through the chop wood carry water proverb it comes through really basic practices really rolling up your sleeves and digging into a practice and just saying no to a lot of things that that uh exacerbate the body and just coming back into a more natural state within the body and yeah it it is a sacrifice because it's not what we're seeing out pictured in the world we're not seeing everybody just loving their bodies and taking good care of themselves you know, that's not the norm. The norm is to live in excess. Um, so it does take sacrifice, but don't be afraid of a little bit of hard work and don't be a spiritual tourist. You know, don't expect events or healers to change you without actually this day-to-day -day practice work that we have to do. And so this is so much the importance of Virgo season, especially in this personal year. On 827, we've got Mars entering Libra. Um, so around this date, 
Mars shifts often mean anger, frustration, and aggression can be elevated for these days around this transit, um, especially just right before. So the 26th of uh, August might feel really tenuous. Um, try not to poke the bear. Uh, just stay out of the fray. Um, Mars in Libra, though, is it's a more of a soft time when it comes to our aggression and anxiety. We're more willing usually to smooth things over and create harmony. It's evolutionary aim is to achieve true intimacy. So we still have kind of those relationship things on the agenda, not just sexually, all, all relationships. Um, and so how do we achieve true intimacy? Well, through genuineness, you know, being who you really are, showing up with honesty, um, really showing up for your needs, expressing your needs. Um, and that type of connection is frankly terrifying. It's very, very scary to be in such an intimate relationship. And a lot of folks choose to develop intimate relationships with therapists and practitioners first, where there can be healthy boundaries, hopefully, you know, um, before, so that they can learn like what it looks like to be in relationship with someone else, um, where you're also getting your needs met. Um, this is a period when Mars is in Libra where we're learning, yes, to express those needs, um, and also being present to the discomfort that arises as we yearn for more intimacy and as it's difficult to practice intimacy. Um, and as we work to create win-win solutions with others and a win-win solution is a solution where it's fair for all persons, uh, where one person is not getting their needs met at the detriment to everybody else. It's where we find a way for everybody to have their needs met. Um, and sometimes that's through letting that person go. Um, during this transit, we're, we're uncovering new ways of relating that are going to give room to fairness. We're going to allow space for people to meet their own needs outside of our desires and expectations. And we're also going to notice any ways where we try to harmonize in relationships that are to the detriment of our own needs. So where we're trying to keep the peace by avoiding you know, being clear about our own needs. Um, people pleasing is one shadow element that we're going to feel tension with because people pleasing can be at an all time high with the Mars in Libra. Indecision also is going to be something we contend with. Um, and that is okay because it's not time to make hardened decisions during Mercury and Virgo retrograde. So don't worry about making those hardened decisions. It's harder than usual right now. It's going to be. And sometimes we're just going to have to let go for a better time um, to, to, uh, to make really solid and important decisions. Um, with Mercury retrograding, we might be compelled to talk back when, uh, when the people-pleasing tendency that we've maybe had before where the tension arises and we don't want to please everybody else. We want to please our fucking self and that's going to come out, you know, um, sometimes maybe in, uh, in an intense way, in a, in a shocking way. Um, especially, uh, given what's going to happen tomorrow, the day after this transit. But, um, yes, be honest, 
be diplomatic, be fair, be true to yourself. Um, you know, Libra is the weighing scales. You got to hold everything in the balance. You know, when one of the scales is empty and the other one's full, you know, the scales are out of balance. So Libra is all about creating that balance, that fairness, um, to, to all of these different ways. And, and that's a real juggling act. So don't think it's not going to be a juggling act. It is going to be, but, um, you know, I think on a whole, the best practice is always to be detached in our attachment for what other people can and can't do for us. You know, we should just never make expect have expectations of how people should believe, uh, behave and what they should be doing. And people are going to be who they are. We have to really like let them be who they are and, and take them at face value in that way and not, not be mad at them because they are who they are. You know, um, it's our job to meet our own needs. If somebody can't, then we either look in the direction of someone who is more in alignment with us in terms of that, or we need to meet our own needs and allow ourselves to be thrown back upon ourselves. Um, so there is a softening to Mars and Libra in terms of, um, I think people hopefully are more apt to be, to choose to be nice or kind. Um, but also be aware of fakeness around that because Libra can be sometimes a fake ass bitch. <laughs> Just joking. Um, uh, no, but there is some of that, like, you know, um, being cute, not necessarily being truthful sometimes with Libra. So checking in with all of that. The next day, Uranus is going to go retrograde. So around the Mars transit, we're definitely feeling this Uranus energy too. On the 28th of August, expect the unexpected and definitely expect a shakeup. Hundo percent. Uh, the moment of transition for this placement is where the energy is at its most potent. So like the whole Uranus retrograde, it's not that big of a deal, okay? It happens every year. But the transit, these days... Well, that's a potent time, and that's a time to pay attention. So something totally out of left field might be on the agenda. And if not, you might just feel real amped up inside. Your nervous system might be taking a beating. You know, that might be how you, you feel this energy. Uh, but if it does choose to play out in your, in your, in your experience, um, a relationship could end or start. You get fired, or you quit your job, or... Or something that you've been hoping for and working on materializes suddenly. You win the lottery or you lose a sum of money. And in the global field, of course, anything's possible in, in the world as a shakeup. Whatever happens, um, it's going to come as a surprise. Um, I mean, not now because I fucking told you, didn't I? Um, no, but the energy is similar to the tower card in traditional tarot. So whatever structures were built on rickety foundations, they're going to experience a reckoning. Positive uh, surprises are going to also manifest. Positive surprises always come out of uh, where you rebuild um, 
foundations that weren't solid, when you rebuild with wisdom, of course, that's a positive outcome as well. Sometimes life is just fucking like this. It's just hard, you know, and shocking things develop. Um, if it's a hard time, better days are going to come. If it's an easy time, don't get complacent or lazy because the wheel of life is always turning. And there's a comfort in that. You know, what goes up must come down. What come, What's down will go up, <laughs> you know. Um, try not to get attached to either end of the spectrum. Just allow yourself to move uh, in a fluid way through everything that life is, is going to throw at you. Um, because you're the center point. You're that balance point. And so what we're working on is becoming a place of peace that all of the disruptions and the suffering and everything, it passes through the point of us. Um, but how we work with it is through this point that we're, that we are, uh, manifesting within of balance. In mythology... Uranus, uh, who represented the sky, had 12 children with Gaia, who represented Earth, and uh, he was a tyrant to them, and he locked them away, these children, out of fear of their personal power. And in response, Gaia conspired with their youngest son, Cronus, to castrate Uranus, and uh, did chopped his balls right off and threw him into the oceans and thus removing his power. So when you think of the symbolism, I don't want to get stuck on Uranus's ball sack for too long here, okay? But when you think about the symbolism, um, Uranus in astrology represents freedom and the necessity for all to bring their uniqueness to the collective whole, that we we need all of these individuals to come forward and be part of a collective, and no one person should have the this the uh, end all be all say and the power over anything. And I can't help but feel the symbolism that you know true freedom is really about relinquishing not only any control that we try to have over others. Um, but also freedom from our desires controlling us. Because when we think of balls, <laughs> we definitely think of um, desire too and uh, fertility and what we can create. And, you know, desires that might control us could be the desire for money, for validation, for status, for power. And so... These themes, when Uranus is retrograde, you know, the themes around that Uranus freedom are, are really important to us. Uh, they, they, they're important to our spiritual learning. So freeing ourselves from our desires, freeing ourselves from being controlling. And that doesn't mean that you can't have what you desire. It just means that you're not attached to um, any earthly pursuit, that you have a higher pursuit in life and that you keep your heart centered on that which, the desires which 
fill our whole world with love and support and care um, over selfish desires that only gratify us instantly and don't really deal with uh, the deeper needs that we have. So during the transit, the Uranus transit, yes, some changes are coming. Some surprises are coming. Don't find, fight the change. Release our attachment to what's not really important and pay attention to habits that numb us to our natural senses, which is all of the food and uh, substances stuff we were talking about. Speaking of fucking substances, uh, on 8.30, damn, this is going to be an intense fucking week. Everybody just stay home and just hunker down. Um, because 8.30, we got a full moon in Pisces, and this is definitely a time where people who are addicts and shit over-fucking-do it. There's plenty of people that will have overdoses around this as they become so overwhelmed by the sensitivity that we all, that we all possess and numbing out that sensitivity instead of tuning into it. Um, that accidents definitely happen around this. So this is a time to be clear. This is a time to be clear. Have a good cry. Listen to your emotions. Um, but stop trying to escape them. They're not something to run away from. They are you. Don't run away from yourself. Listen to yourself. Hug yourself. Be there for yourself. Um, again, as I said in numerology, universal seven year, it's a spiritual truth telling year where the truth is told to us individually before we can act it out collectively. Some of us are very conscious of what's gone wrong in this human story. And I'm, I'm assuming and thinking that most of you listening to this, uh, energy report, especially people who have been with me from the beginning, you are pretty aware of what's threatening humanity's very existence okay there are threats and the threats are typically man-made um during this full moon we could feel very overwhelmed especially with the uranus retrograde too which is uranus is a humanitarian you know the energy of uranus is all about being a humanitarian so we could feel really overwhelmed with the great issues that earth is facing and people are facing Pisces says we're all oneness, we're all connected, we're all part of the whole. And as such, what each of us does and believes affects the whole for better or for worse. The huge task of making collective adjustments comes down to many persons making small adjustments within. So if you felt the call to be an example of love and worthiness on earth, keep going. Don't let what's outpictured in the world let you feel small or invaluable. Don't let it make you pessimistic towards the beauty that exists. This is a great time to convene with nature, water, meditation, spiritual practice, animals, children, and creativity, and to really receive the love that is also on offer on earth as a salve for the times. Um, and it's easy to become depressed and go into a place of pessimism, especially if you're abusing certain substances and unclear energetically. So this might be a time where you need more energy clearing, more support, things like that. 
September the 3rd, Venus is going to go direct. Finally, I am just as sick of writing about retrogrades as you are hearing about them. So we're on the same page. And I'm overjoyed that this one's wrapping up. And now you can see the whole picture of what Venus retrograde had to offer. You achieved a bit more mastery over knowing uh, what you do and don't want in relationships. You've learned to become a bit more competent at living with self-respect. You've either moved closer to self-fulfillment or you might have struggled with the realities of not releasing that which doesn't serve you, but that also serves a purpose too. Either way, the truths came hard and fast and hopefully we're all a bit wiser now. I wouldn't go buying a house at this time. I wouldn't go making large speculation investments, uh, getting a new, totally new hairstyle or tattooing something on your face uh, just yet. Um, but our financial freedom is opening back up. And I think after the three weeks of Mercury retrograde are finished and around end of September, we'll definitely really feel that we're moving out of any financial holding patterns, resource holding patterns, and it'll be time to sort of make those big, big ticket investments again. As you move ahead, don't forget what you've learned. This has been a time about learning to cherish yourself and be with people who will cherish you um, and engage in things that cherish you. So those are all the right things to um, put your resources towards. On the 4th of September, guys, I, I hate to even say it, but Jupiter's going to fucking retrograde in Taurus. Okay, another fucking retrograde. Um, I'm telling you, this is, this is an intense Virgo season. <laughs> Buckle up, y'all. Um, the degree this retrograde is taking place at, um, as explained through the Sabian symbols, it gives a description word of pertinacity. Pertinacity is a type of determination. Um, it's sticking with something no matter what. When positive, we can face our fears and have faith through our tribulations, knowing that the essence of faith does not rely on outward validation through good times alone. It is through our difficulties that faith is the most important to tap into. And when uh, expressed in shadow this point, it um, keeps us doggedly sticking with things out of stubbornness and fear of change and hyper fixation on self gratifications over living out our life purpose. Retrogrades draw us within and the gifts and expansion of Jupiter are now going to happen inside of us rather than pictured so much externally. This is a time to tune into what truly makes us feel lucky and what the real life gifts are, not the superficial ones. Know the difference between a hard course we must stick with and a crash course of self-interest that we must release. It's easy for folks to lose faith during this time, especially during this transit. And more than ever, our physical and spiritual practices are necessary to keep us connected to not just clarity, but also the infinite magic of the universe around us. Be careful during these transits. Be conscious. The more clear that you are in your body, the, the more easily you will make it through this very um, harsh environment that we might feel. And it's not that the astrology is harsh. It's that 
the way that humans behave is harsh because none of us really want to give up our programming. None of us really want to give it up. We're so attached to our fucking programming, our ideas, our beliefs, the things we think it should be, our little treats and our little things. And it's like, we don't want to give up fucking anything, even if it's the best thing possible for us, which it is. We still don't, we'll still find a way to say, I don't want to do that. And um, so this is a tenuous time because a bunch of fucking billions of tantruming babies out there. Um, and it's hard to give up what you're attached to. It's hard. And so that's going to be difficult even if we're doing the right things during this time for ourselves, we're still living in a world where we're going to see all that out pictured and projected towards us sometimes too, a lot of times. So stay connected to your physical and spiritual practices. Stay connected to that infinite magic of the universe around you and that, and that beauty, that beauty around you. On the 14th, of September, we got a new moon in Virgo. And of course, divine synchronicity, this new moon is taking place at the exact degree we began Mercury retrograde on the first day of Virgo season. So this is a new fresh start. Okay, everything that we've been reviewing. Okay, well, this is what I saw. This is what I learned. Learn. This is what I heard. And I get a little point of do over here. And that's this new moon Virgo. Uh, check back in with your personal themes. Register the messages that have been coming up over the course of Virgo season so far for you on the 14th of September and make your self-care practice uh, paramount, right? It requires attention, order, and precision and is absolutely um, going to affect the way that you feel, and the moon's all about how I feel. And this new moon says my daily actions play a direct part in how I feel. The daily details matter. They are important. So clear out all that distracts from our focus and have very high standards for yourself. A discerning eye and work step by step to bring balance to your life through that daily practice of self-care. What do I eat? How do I sleep? You know, how do I take care of my body? On the 15th, we've got Mercury turning direct. Yay! What a fucking roller coaster Virgo season is. From start to finish, man, this is a full on. But guess what? We're finishing Mercury and Venus, both going to be direct too in this season. Phew! You know, if we didn't get this one more direct personal planet this season, I don't know what we were going to do. I don't know. We're gonna, all of our heads were going to just spontaneously combust. Um, during Mercury retrograde, this whole month, paying greater attention to communication of the mind, making a commitment to learning, analyzing, putting the time into ideas, methodology, practice. Again, don't skip the details. Don't take the victim's standpoint of I already did all that inner work viewpoint uh, yes I'm sure you did 
you've done a lot of work. I know I have. And that's awesome. You're fucking phenomenal for even bothering to do any work, for bothering to become conscious. And what a gift to our entire collective when even one of us chooses to become aware. It's just such a fucking gift. And it is enough. It's enough to try. It's enough to work a little bit every day. You don't have to be a master to be absolutely a beautiful, wonderful, valuable individual. So you did a lot of work and all that work is not for nothing and there's more to do. Virgo helps us to connect to our practical earth skills and the details that we often overlook as important. So we got to check in with which master we're serving and what we're of service to. Is your master instant gratification? Right? Instant gratification. Do you, you're looking for the sweetness in life. So you grab a bag of candy. You're uh, looking for love. So you fuck somebody on Tinder. Those are all examples of instant gratification and they're not there's nothing inherently wrong with anything that you might be choosing so I don't want to come across like I'm being judgmental like you know they're just things that we do and we will see results but if we're looking for if if the result that you're trying to get from meeting people on tinder is to just meet people casually and share examples and blah 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 that's great if you are looking for something deeper, but you're still participating in something that is uh, more instant gratification based, that's where we're going to come into issues, right? Is where we're looking for nourishment. We're looking for to feel the sweetness of life. We don't just want to feel it on our tongue for the time it takes to eat the candy. We want to feel it in our bones. And so the point is to, we should be serving that deeper feeling of feeling it in the bones and not just um, uh, making do with the taste on the tongue. Does that make sense? Hopefully I explained that uh, properly. Does your life and all you're focused on serve the rest of the human community too? Do the thoughts in your mind serve you feeling valued and worthy and loved? These are all things that Mercury retrograde is helping us to tune into. Virgo season is one where we're all in our thoughts a lot more. It's a heady time. It's a great time for chatting and communication with people and working shit out. I mean... Um, especially things that relationship issues and stuff that happened from the past, things that you're, that are in review. This is a great time to work that stuff out. Um, we're all going to benefit from meditation and a physical fitness practice at this time because we're going to be helping to get grounded in the body and support the nervous system. This is absolutely a time to avoid narrow mindedness at all, at all costs. Don't just 
blindly go along with every thought that the mind dictates. The mind is not always right. Uh, listen to the undercurrent of information available, though. Even if the thoughts are way out in left field, they're teaching us something and there's something to be paid attention to. We don't need to necessarily act on every thought that we have, but we do need to pay attention to that energy. Hmm, what is that? Where's that coming from? Why am I thinking like that? Some of the ways that we might work with the mind. Meet self-doubt with encouragement rather than criticism. Nobody needs to, you know, kick a dying dog, okay? Like this is like when you're feeling a lot of doubt and a lot of internal anguish, you have to really find your footing in encouragement for yourself. Um, yes, we should be responsible, but we also need that loving parental support, loving caretaking, you know, the mom or the dad within that's like, you can do this. You can do this. You can figure this out. You can move through these obstacles Listen, pay attention, practice, but you absolutely are smart enough, valuable enough, worthy enough to move forward in your life in a positive way. Work with teachers and practitioners who can help you develop language as a tool for healing during this time. I want to wish you all happy learning in this uh, learning season. And uh, sending you all so much love. I'm an astrologer and an energy healing practitioner. And uh, obviously, you just heard my whole fucking report. You know, I'm pretty upfront, compassionate, but practical person when it comes to mysticism. And I offer very frank readings that come from a place of personal experience. I'm not just a practitioner, a trained practitioner. I'm also someone who had to go through a lot of support myself. I worked with coaches and astrologers and healers before I ever uh, went to school to learn um, how to be a practitioner. And so my, uh, the way that I work comes from personal experience. And um, I think that's really valuable. I think it's really valuable. I think it's important to know like that my practitioner has looked her own fucking uh, existence in the face, right? She's looked death in the face and she's chosen life. Um, and so if that's the type of practitioner you're, look you're looking for, I offer remote or in-person one-on-one sessions, life coaching, energy healing, and soul astrology uh, via Zoom or in-person in Kingston, New York. And so you can check out my show notes for uh, more info on that, testimonials, tons of info on my website and bookings, www.rebeccaconran.com. -E and um, you can also check out my Instagram at Rebecca Conran for some updates. I'm not on there all that often, but I do check in there. Um, and if you are not really looking for one-on-one -on -one work, but you want to find out a little bit more about what the astrology has in store for you, you can uh, purchase one of my astrology forecasts on my website. And it's about a 40-minute recorded um, 
recording of uh, what's going on for you based on the astrology and your personal birth chart. And you can email me uh, up to four questions of themes that you want me to uh, specifically look into. And I can give you uh, some specific dates of, of things if, if they are apparent there in the char chart and just give you more information on that, including a love astrology reading. So um, they're also available on www.rebeccaconran.com. This podcast is not sponsored. Nobody pays me to do this podcast. Um, and it does cost money. It costs money to send out newsletters and it costs money to um, host podcasts and things like that. Uh, I do have a few people that will give five or ten dollars on Patreon. Um, it's not very much. It comes out to maybe a hundred and thirty dollars a month, which really just covers the expense of hosting um, and, and doesn't actually pay anything towards um the energy that I put into these reports. So if you would like to give back, you can do so via Patreon or via Venmo. Again, in the show notes, um, you can give any amount as a thank you. You can uh, share my website with somebody who you think may benefit from a session, something like that. Pass it along, share it around. Um, you know, or just send me some good vibes. All right, friends. Well, that's it for this uh, energy report. And I will be talking to you soon. Lots of love. Bye-bye.